Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Colton Collective Commentaries. Featuring Dave AC, The Sixth Doctor, and Randall Thor. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Colton Collective Commentaries. Yes, it's time that we gathered around the old TV set and had a chinwag. And who better than to have a chinwag with? It's Mr. Dave AC. Hello, Dave. <laughs> Hi, Ian. Hey, 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 hey. Um, before Mike gets... Well, I assume Mike's not here yet, is he? Uh, hang on, let me look at the table. No, no. All right, Bong's here, but he's not. Uh, just in case, you know, you, you haven't done the same thing, but... Um, I had some wine delivered, but it seems to have your name on it, Ian. So why they've delivered it to my house, I don't really know. I'll explain. I'll explain. Huh? I'll explain. Okay. Um, you know how Mike's, Mike's, he's pretty good at these commentaries, you know. Oh, yeah. Kind of puts getting... us a bit to shame at times, you know. Feel a bit uh, kind of, but you know what? I, I figured it out. What? He's, he's got notes. What? He's got notes. Oh, dear. He's working from notes this whole time. I thought he was just off-the-cuff remarks and, and, you know, brilliant things just popping out of his head, you know. No. Making us, making us look dumb? Yeah. He, oh. he's, he's got all these notes. He's got a notepad he sits there with. So, uh, here's what we do. Right. I got you the wine, because I didn't want you to spill any of your own. So, I figured I'd get you some... When Mike's here, and just during the recording, mm-hmm. just subtly, you know, make a hand gesture or something and um, knock over your glass of wine. Which, yeah, I didn't want to be responsible for you, you know, wasting your own wine. So you Well, get, I wouldn't you know, want to waste any of your naked wine's wine. That's too no, good. No, no, no. So uh, you spilled your wine, and uh, while we're mopping up, mm. just subtly, you know, just... Um, yeah, you know, half inch the uh, the notebook. Well, could you not do that? I feel a bit. But I could distract him or something. Well, what? You know, where I go? Well, I mean, if I spill the wine, it, it might splash all over him or something. I can. Distract well, you start. Him yeah, you you mop up him and and I'll mop up whatever's on the table. And if, ah. if the notebook's on the table, I'll just. Right. Oh, hey, okay. hey, 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 Mike, how you doing? Just talking about wine, Mike. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. We know you don't drink much wine, so we thought we'd talk about that before you arrived. Oh, oh uh, I'm not really much of a wine drinker. Yeah, Had it yeah. once. <laughs> yeah, we know how it is, you know. That's uh, all right, but, we don't hold it against you. We don't hold it against right? you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. When you tie one on you, you know, with the wine. It... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Actually, um, let me let me pour you a glass there, Dave. Oh, yeah, make a big splash. Oh, yes. Careful. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Splash, you said. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
That's, that's uh, pre- what I have. What? what what I have to drink over here is a V eight splash. Ah, very very well done. Very well done. Oh, segue. Yeah, yeah. A segue. Alrighty. <laughs> well, people at home will probably be wondering what the heck we're doing here. Yes, we're doing another commentary. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> Hence the Colton Collective commentaries at the beginning of the show. Cannibal plays and and becomes part of the whole. Yeah. And uh, this week we're talking all over the top of episode six, Better Call Saul, uh, aptly titled Five O. Should be called Five One, really, shouldn't it? Six yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Jello? Oh no, that no. was last week. <laughs> no, I'm still disappointed about that. You led me on there. Go on. <laughs> I'm disappointed because I thought you were making it up. That whole thing about it, the reason why they. <laughs> <laughs> why they call it uh, Albine Shepherd Boy <laughs> I didn't realise you were actually reading out a, a, a wiki fact <laughs> but yes uh, that's the reason why they uh, didn't. why they called it Albine Shepherd Boy because they couldn't call it Jello <sighs> anyway moving right along uh, gentlemen do you have your official copy of Better Call Saul episode 6 indeed you do at the ready Got it ready now. Excellent. And hopefully everybody at home has their official copy at the ready as well. So, uh, without any further ado, I will count everybody in and we will begin our journey. In five, four, three, two, one, play. Oh, it's a train uh, journey. <laughs> yeah, well, you say in the UK, let the train take the strain. <laughs> That was used Sorry. to used to show the people, you know, the harassed businessmen driving into work in the office get all there all harassed, and the uh, the ultra clever, you know, the sort of person who'd make notes and and be really organised, he was the one that would take the train. You see, look at the train yeah. number. Oh, one oh six. What episode were we watching? Oh, series one, series one. Episode Turns six. out that was that was just a complete coincidence. They didn't plan that. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, you'll be telling me next that Top Gear didn't pick those number plates when they were in Argentina. <laughs> I don't think they did. I don't think they did, but that's just me. Of course, that's another story for other folks. I'm it's sure they know. See, oh. see, Mike, you always have fascinating facts, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? Yeah, I, I yeah. had no idea that that was there. Just the things that you come to your mind. Uh, no planning yeah. at all, really. Yeah. Mm. I feel a bit second string here, really, but never mind. Let's... Oh, second banana. Restrooms. <laughs> yes. We can tell by the uh, the the, the color uh, the coloration of of uh, the opening of this that we're dealing with the past. Oh, he's got blue races on, has he? Or is it the <laughs> red ones? <laughs> Yeah, the, we tend to deal in a in a in a paler kind of uh, color, less you know warm tones when we're in the past. You know, the just as a side, they do. I, I've watched the MasterChef program in the UK, and they always show a clip back to the the people's greatest meals. It's oh, this is great chef, and they show the meals. But because it's going in the past, they show it with a faded palette, and these glorious meals look wrong because they look all <laughs> they look all <laughs> yucky. And I don't think the film director realizes what he's doing. Uh, hello, hello. He's gonna he's gonna put a dress on and paint his fingernails in. I think. There you go. 
Nothing wrong with that. And uh, playing Mike's uh, daughter-in-law Hello? is... Hello. Hello. Uh, I think you've got the wrong machine there, mister. <laughs> uh, anyway, as I was saying, uh, Kerry Condon um, is playing Mike's daughter-in-law. Uh, she actually uh, will be uh, on our screens on uh, Friday, this Friday. Uh, in the US, already been uh, on the screens in the UK. In Avengers: Age of Ultron, she's playing Friday. Of course, as we found out on the live show, it already opened in the UK. That's what I just said. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. Uh, well, I'm 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 poor at this thing. You know me. I'm not I'm not the golden boy of this podcast, as you know. Oh. Now, I can feel as bad as that without pulling <laughs> I don't need a bullet hole to feel that bad. <laughs> Gosh, I'm looking at that thinking, think of all the electricity they're burning there. Should have low efficient energy bulbs. <laughs> the ad in the payphone in the uh, phone book was for Saul Goodman. Yep. Oh. And, of course, payphone there in the intro. <laughs> Not that I'm going to talk about redboxing again. No. Now, the child and swing featured in Breaking Bad quite a bit, didn't it? Didn't we yeah. have a scene in Breaking Bad where he used to take, uh, uh, go to the park and sit on the bench while a little girl was on the swing? Mm. But I think Mike, who does his research in, you know, he does his yeah. research... He was going on about the age was the only fault I think he's found with this. Yeah, that's the only problem with the continuity, really, is the age of the kid. She's around the same age in Breaking Bad, and, well, the math doesn't quite work out there. But yes, uh, Carrie has also uh, been in uh, Believe. Uh, She's... uh, had appearances in The Walking Dead, Rome, and Bellicus Angel. Hmm. All right. Oh, played Octavia. Octavia. Rome was a good series, a really good series. She's actually Irish. She's born in Tipperary in 1983. We Irish girl. Ah, <laughs> uh, but Odenkirk is the producer on this. Oh. Right. And uh, uh, as I think Mike was the one to find out, Ian, uh, you know, we, we switched from following Saul to following him and we? we've got a complete you know right switch cross yeah in this episode Mike is the main character and Saul is secondary yep. and really minor to the plot have you ever been sidelined Ian you know <laughs> yeah, yeah 
Yeah. It happens. It was the best of us. Yeah. Or the worst of us, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're already, uh, what, six minutes and 42 seconds in. Uh, I should just say this aired first on March 9th, 2015. Um, uh, It's a 42-minute long episode and uh, garnered 2.57 million on the original viewing. As we've as we've uh, mentioned before during the show, is uh, the the reason why Dave's been able to watch this at the same time um, that we have is that uh, it's being, I guess, what you call, uh, well, it's just being streamed the very next day on uh, UK Netflix. That's correct, indeed. And so it's become, you know, it's it has basically a worldwide release when you think about it, you know. Yeah, yeah, I should have, yeah, should say that was the, the the terrestrial airing, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's been, uh, I think Netflix they've been pushing this House of Cards and Daredevil in the UK as the sort of three premium. Oh, and Orange is the New Black, I think. Mm -hmm. Which uh, series three is due to come out soon? I think of Orange is the New Black. Um, we've just found out that Daredevil has got a. I think Mike, you know, Mike again was on the ball there. Correct me, I thought it got two new uh, episodes uh, greenlighted, but certainly got one episode, uh, new series greenlighted. Second season of Daredevil and that ever unfolding Marvel universe. Um, some of the behind-the-scenes people, the, the, we have three executive producers for at least this episode. Uh, Melissa Bernstein joins uh, Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould, and all three of them are familiar names from uh, Breaking Bad. In fact, the, the very first thing that I see for Melissa Bernstein is Breaking Bad, where she uh, was co-executive producer on 62 episodes of Breaking Bad. Gosh. And Thirteen right, episodes right. of the Breaking Bad TV. What is it? TV miniseries here. The, uh, the 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 mini episodes that they did. The shorter episodes that they released mm-hmm. online. Uh, other she's worked on a TV series called Rectify, Halt and Catch Fire, and yeah, here here we are on Better Call Saul. Right to his fingertips, Ian. Right yeah, to his fingertips. Right, just right off, right off the tip of the tongue. Yeah. And she's already announced as a co-exec producer for next season wow yeah so i'm drinking some nice wine here ian (laughs) (laughs) i think i'll be lifting my glass quite a few times it's um a rather unexpected uh, wine that uh, turned up uh casalero del diablo i'm feeling a bit devilish tonight um you never (laughs) know what might happen yeah and I'm drinking a uh, Smith & Forge Hard Cider made strong in the fine tradition of making things strong. <laughs> um, it's actually rather nice. It's it's very 
Uh, it's six percent, um, but it tastes like apple juice. Ah, very nice. nice. And speaking of apples, and as I mentioned earlier, I'm drinking an apple medley blend of V8 Splash. Ah, there you go. I should have said mine's the uh, Cabernet Sauvignon uh, from Chile, uh, 2013. <laughs> uh, ten years after the uh, uh, the facts unrolling on our screen. <laughs> and that was oh. uh, Eric Martinez playing uh, Francisco, the cab driver. Very, very busy man, actually. Got a lot of the pipeline. Malevolent, fighting back, the whistleblowers, money is king. Wild Minds. Uh-huh. But he's been in Ghosts of Mars. Scoundrels. California Dreamers. I mean, not many dogs need a sling on one of the legs, do they? Uh, I mean, let's face it. I wonder. Joe DeRosa playing uh, the veterinarian. The vet. $25 a pill. Welcome to the US, Dave. Mm-hmm. Good grief. But, uh, yeah, Mr. DeRosa is uh, part of the Pete Holmes show. Uh, writer for 10 episodes, been in, all, been in 42 episodes. 42 is a good number. Yeah. Uh. I was also in uh, Bloopers, Cheat, Hulks, and Comedy Central uh, Presents as a writer. I mean, this looks very good. I mean, it looks, you know, they've had, it looks like a real vets to me, this. Mm. It yeah, most yeah. likely is. Yeah. A nice like. transition there. Yeah. Ah, that was very good. Bit Sherlocky in that. Ain't nothing but a thing. <laughs> Dialect. Uh, and we've got Detective Sanders and Abassi. You know, looking at him there, he reminds me of Mike a bit. I don't know if it's his demeanour, you know, the way he holds himself or his hands or, or the pen or something. Yeah. yeah. Very reminiscent, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Uh, uh, yeah, we're looking for Mike. Where's Mike? <laughs> Where's Mike? Th- 13 minutes into the episode, and hey, there's Saul. Yep. Uh, it's a Dr. Light episode. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <Dr>. Basically. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they ever did any double bank. Do they, is the term used in America with TV, double banking? Not, do we need to explain that to our listeners? I don't know if they ever, I mean, I'm sure it, uh, it does get done on, um, especially with larger cast, you know. Then again, how many shows have their production schedule as as hounded and discussed as something like Doctor Who or Sherlock? True. It's it's a rare it's a rare instance where the the actual filming and production is is looked into to that extreme. 
Right. I do know what they do do in America, though. They still, uh, they'll have, like, in Star Trek The Next Generation, they'll have an episode where Riker's in a delirium or something, and they keep reliving all these things where when he first met, you know, Data and this, that, and the other. So, basically, they're using lots of outtakes from earlier shows. Right. So, the new footage is only about half the show, if you know what I mean. Right. Clip episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like those. Nope. <laughs> Eh? <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to be very vague here, Ian, you know, because I'm never vague. Yeah. You, you haven't just had uh, some sort of, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to think about something you said earlier to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Funny, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Learn from the best, I suppose they're saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got a different wig on here. I don't know what he's do- oh, he's trying to look like Matlock, isn't he? That's why yeah. he's got his yeah. hair. <laughs> do you think it's a bit funny him coming up with the words square and above board? It doesn't seem right. <laughs> See, Jimmy wants to be a good lawyer. Yeah. He wants to be. Yeah. The interesting thing is, is the, the the way this is filmed. That brief shot. Do you, do you know what that's reminiscent of? Breaking uh-huh. Bad, the stevia. Uh-huh. And the yeah. stevia was added to the coffee in yes. late season five. Yeah. That's what they were mirroring with that scene, with that shot. Yeah. Yeah, the interesting thing too is, is the 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 setup for him coming in with the coffee is. Um, it took us like two or three episodes ago. We got that. Um, that roll through of of him showing up and, and, and montage, <laughs> yeah, that montage of him getting coffee every morning, and there he is with his coffee, and sets sets it up for this, you know. Yeah, because he's like he's never without his coffee. First thing he gets when he comes in is his coffee. Yep, and, and you can tell it's ten years ago. He's actually re- putting real sugar in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So anyway, um, playing Detective Sanders. Is Barry Shabaka Henley, who uh, just uh, is he's filming Measure at the moment as Lysander O'Neill. Uh, just completed work on Too Cool for School as Lewis Perry. Perry, where's Perry? It's <laughs> <laughs> in the TV series Luck. Uh, Flash Forward, that was a good series. <laughs> Such a great, terrible show. <laughs> Great playing, in its terribleness. Playing Agent Shelley uh, Verdi, um and was also in Heroes playing Detective Brian Fuller. Huh. Yeah. And uh, was in the TV series Close to Home playing Detective Drummer. So he, uh, yeah, kind of gets the, the cop job. Yeah. See which episodes of Heroes was he in? We check. We, let me check through my notes here. Which where was he? I would have recognized that character. Oh, uh, hmm. it looks like he was in one season one, early season one. Oh, just stick to me, one, I suppose. 
playing uh, Detective Abassi is uh, Omid. Uh, uh, almost tripped over this one. Atahi. Omid Atahi. There you go. I got it out in one. Uh, just uh, filming Window Horses uh, and uh, in post production right now. Hunger Games Mocking Jay Part 2. Playing Home Moves. Hmm. In the theory series, those who kill him, Damien was uh, did some voice work in Star Wars: The Clone Wars, uh, playing a miss, uh, the Mandalorian Super Commando, and Cadet the Miss. Mm. And the episodes, much. sorry, and the oh. episodes, Lawless, uh, the Lawless, and the Academy. I better do my clever bit now and tell the time. Uh-huh. It's uh, 19 minutes and 18 seconds. Oh, didn't he do well? Uh, yeah, got that right. <laughs> yeah, he was also in the unaired <laughs> premiere episode of Heroes. <laughs> Yeah, they had several cast changes yep. from pilot to. Oh, 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 oh. behind! Oh, 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 I'll just top my glass up again. Oh, what a waste. So, sorry about that. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. Shows you it's live. Mm-hmm. Yep, spills happen. Oh. Glad it wasn't my cider. Although just, I'm just, I'm watching, it wasn't that, oh, okay. just oh. watching the way that scene ended just reminded me of something else from Breaking Bad. Uh, so Jimmy was involved in that Taking of the, uh, the the that that notepad. Remember late and late and Breaking oh. Bad. What what Saul did with uh, Jesse and his what was cigarettes was it? Yeah. And uh, he had Huel just quickly take those. I hope Huel is mentioned in season two of Better Call Saul. Yeah, well, don't check now, Mike. Just uh, yeah, that was just something that I remembered off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. don't check that. Yeah, don't check that. Don't bother. All right, we're in the moment now. Fade to black, and over the story. You know, more and more I watch newer TV series, um, the less and less I see actors wearing glasses. Mm. Now, I mean, I I know quite a lot of them, but I'm assuming they've all had their eyes done. Uh, is it quite prevalent in the states with you know the is it the laser thing on their eyes? Might not me glass over if I'd done that. 
just sticking within the continuity we're in here, Brian Cranston wore glasses as Walt. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. I think his phone's getting a bit more modern here. <laughs> Phone technology. Well, that's one of the ways we know which year we're in, isn't it? Yeah, it is, really. <laughs> uh, there's Actually, an X-Files episode that I watched that was the origin story for the lone gunman set in the late 80s, and Mulder had, a, had one of those huge 80s cell phones. <laughs> but look at the layout of that. That looks like Brian Cranston's house with the kitchen and that bar, you know, where they used to have breakfast. The Walt you find the, that? The White kitchen. House. The White House, yeah. Yeah. The White House. <laughs> yeah, the White House. That looks like a similar layout. You find that a lot, though. Uh, yeah. And there was no pizza on the drive, was there? No. <laughs> on the roof. Uh, roof, sorry. I'll have to find a way in of getting these facts right. I'll have to, do, I'll have to think, I'll have to come up with some brilliant idea of, you know, nailing these things down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our listeners, you know, you do a good job on the time checks, I do. Oh, good. Am I? Oh, thanks. Glad you I thought I, ha- I thought I had these, but I guess I forgot my notebook today. Yeah. Oh, well. Press nope. on. Notebook? You have a notebook? Huh. Oh, first we've yeah, It's one it. of those little secrets that I don't... Hmm. Ah. Hmm. Anyway, back to the story, guys. Yeah, I can't... yeah, yeah. Well, can't I must have forgotten it this time. Can't focus on things like that, yeah. This must be a Moffat episode. I keep seeing bananas. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Don't insult this episode. Don't insult Better Call Saul by comparing <laughs> it to that rubbish. Right. We're on now. Open his wound if he's not careful. Mm. On the other hand, I will. Oops. Have we mentioned Jonathan Banks acting, oh, by the way? Nice, nice, oh, yeah. Well, this is really the start of it, that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we're going back in time again, aren't we, to... Again, we've got the colder kind of look to the... And feel to the... Yeah. Now, I wonder... I wonder um, they do a very, very good job considering it's Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Making it look like, uh, where's it supposed to be? Chicago? Chicago. Oh, uh, Philadelphia, I think. Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Which is, that's, they refer to it as the West Side of Philadelphia. There's, mm-hmm. there's no West Side. People don't refer to it as West Side <laughs> in Philadelphia. They just don't. Now, when I first saw this this upcoming scene here, I'm thinking, what, what, it says on there, Philadelphia on there. Yeah. yeah. But it's, I think, how can they do this? How can they show people how to break into cars? But, of course, I realised that um, it was about five or six years after this that they improved the door technology so you couldn't, you yeah. know, th- this particular operation, uh, a little bit like some something that Mike was telling us about phones before. Right. This is This is a trick that won't work anymore. They don't design locks like that for car no. doors no. that way anymore. I remember when they did. They're electronic, not man. These are these are manual. These are like levers within the uh, inside of the door there. But it's yeah. very clever how he did that. Yeah. 
So interesting that, little things that that scene is so easily forgotten when you see the, the next scene. Uh, it's just it's so very well acted, actually. It's, no, it's no, he sells I, sells every scene. Yeah. Now I, I, I slightly got it wrong, but I you know I I thought what he was doing was putting a tape recorder or something in the car there to sort of um, you know pick up the 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 conversation. I thought that's what I thought he was doing. To be honest, I didn't. I after. About you know a couple of minutes in, in the bar here, I completely forget why you know why he didn't you know, the fact that he was in the car even you know it just kind of it becomes this scene that happened and you don't even really kind of give it that much of a thought you know and then you realise that Mike's gotten himself drunk. No, I haven't. Oh, he's pretending to be drunk. Oh, uh, oh, sorry. Is there any of that wine getting in your mouth? I'm sorry about that. A splash from the barmaid's apron. They say in you know. Does anyone know what band is performing this song? Quit no, trivia I bet you question. do. No, no. Uh-huh. The band, this song, I don't care. I can tell you the time. I can tell you the time. I just can't remember the title of the song, but the band is 38 Special. Oh. Just keep that tucked reference, away in the back reference. of your mind. Yeah, mm. yeah. 38 Special. This is good. Do you know what I thought about that moment there? I thought about um, the Godfather, where he kisses his brother and says, I know it was you, Alfredo. Mm. I knew it was you. (laughs) And then we know what happens to Alfredo on the boat going fishing. Oh, perhaps you don't spoil it. I had a clever moment, actually. I'll tell you in a minute. When he said that, I've sold my car, and something that happens later that's said by his daughter, I thought, oh, I wonder if he sold his car for $6,000. And you may know why I mentioned 6000 as the amount. Mm. Uh, of course, he's, he's leaving the area now. All's well. Nothing's happened, and he's leaving. Mind you, it's not this cold where you are, in. Did you say it was 81 today at your place? Yeah. That was at 630. What I mean. This scene is just a mirror image of what we saw a while ago with him walking to the bar. The way it's shot, it's it's just nice mirror imagery. The sound on that is good too, especially yeah, because um, it, it it comes from from that uh, from that channel. Yeah, you, know, you hear the voices out of the right channel. <laughs> I'm walking. I'm walking. I'm walking here. You're supposed to hit the car boot when you say, uh, no, the car bonnet. <laughs> I'm walking here. I'm walking. 
Uh, Christopher Walken. No, it's Walken. <laughs> the Walking Dead. Hello? Oh, he's looking for his piece. <laughs> I think uh, that's what they call it, yeah. Billy Malone playing uh, Jack Fenske, Sergeant Jack Fenske. He's also been in The Goldbergs, Real Husbands of Hollywood. Now in Grey's Anatomy is uh, John McNeil. Oh, that's a hospital show. Yeah, it covers it. <laughs> so again, at this point, I'm still thinking he's he's got a tape in here. He's recording them. Mm. Oh. Also, the other fascinating fact is he's in, he was in an episode of Hawaii Five-O. Ah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, playing his partner is uh, uh, as Troy Hoffman, Officer Troy Hoffman, is Lane Garrison. Who's in post production for uh, Wild for the Night? He's also been in CIS, The Event, Prison Break, and Kingpin. And the bartender was played by Stephen Mokate. Ah. Sorry, I forgot about the bartender. No, I was going to say, uh, it's it's a slow pace. There's, they've got a lot. I mean, a lot of time to see reactions and and uh, you know the exchanges, the non-verbal exchanges with the officer. But yeah, it doesn't drag. It, it, you know, the, the te- there's that that tension inbuilt within the scene. Yeah. That's not the police station. <laughs> Perhaps uh, it's the wrong night to be watching a program <laughs> about police killing people. No, oh, yeah, yeah. But there we saw why he broke into the car. Yeah. Hit a piece in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a tape recorder, yeah. And did it with dexterity, so he's not as drunk as he used to be. Sorry, we're listening, folks. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, the idea is he's going to shoot him with his own gun, not a police gun. Right. Doing him a favour. That's twisting the fact. <laughs> uh. <Ooh. laughs> uh. Love it. The, hunt, the hunter becomes the hunted. Yes. Uh. <laughs> now, I did think he made a mistake there at first. I mean, he shuts that one in the head. But he's shot the other one in the body. He must know he's wearing body armour. Then he shoots him, what, in the neck there, was it? Yeah. What? 
Didn't expect to get winged, of course. Oh. oh. That was a good close-up of the scales of justice on his arm, the badge. Didn't say anything to him then, did he? Nope. So tried to That's it. I mean, yeah, yeah, I must explain that's for my son or something. It's better. It's, uh, yeah, it's, maybe. It's yeah. Didn't he say, yeah, no. yeah. I mean, the, the whole build-up in this episode yeah. was, I mean, basically the words the words that he said to Stacy earlier when he said, you know, you know, he wasn't dirty, you know, and the anger that was in his voice, that was what, was said right there, you know. This is just the execution, yeah. Yeah. Quite literally. Uh, I don't know if somebody said this last week or the week before, but if they ever did an Equalizer TV series, you should have him play <laughs> McCall. Oh, uh, yes, I'd go with that. Yeah. Think back to Breaking Bad with with these lines. Very poignant. Yeah. Oh. That's a nice, a nice. What was that Sylvester McCoy film? Uh, oh, um, not Sylvester McCoy. Why did I say Sylvester McCoy? I don't know. You know, the uh, Rocky guy. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. Said, Cops, I think it was called, where he played a fat cop and all the all the police used to come into his part of town to the bar uh, and the, they were all on the take and this, that and the other and they just ignored him because he, he was deaf or something in one ear because of some accident that happened so he was on and then there's a big comeback I think it was called I think it was called Cops Copland, it was called. Ah. 1997. 
story follows as Sheriff Stallone in a small New Jersey town dominated by corrupt New York City cops. The corruption grows until he can no longer allow himself to stand by and do nothing. They should have a show called Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Just Ermin Trout. Brilliant acting. Mm. Definitely. Of course, I've got something in common with him, you know, guys. What? You're both old? Yeah, it's the same, oh. age, it's the same age as me. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, people, we're watching an Emmy-winning scene here. Yeah. Should be. Yes. For sure. She's doing her part there. Oh, yeah. Who killed them? (laughs) This is all of the line coming up. slime hmm. huh. nice fade out There we go. Friggin' TV. <laughs> oh, yes. This was the episode we were waiting for you to see, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Oh, F- yeah. Six. yeah. Do, do, do. 
sorry, singing. <laughs> this this is where it's terrible sometimes in the UK where the blooming announcer would come on and and saying now you know some upbeat thing and you're sort of you're, you're actually still you're still in the moment. Embroiled. Yeah, you're still in the moment exactly. Yeah. And next on this comedy show. Yeah. <laughs> More laughs from the folks at Cheers. Shut up. <laughs> Oh dear! All right, time for the wrap up. Um, I'm going to go first. Okay. <laughs> um, like I said, this was the episode we were waiting for Dave to see um, for just what we've just seen. Um, yeah, the brilliant part about it is not only do we get this nice kind of slow build up and this mystery that's forming around Mike and you know these cops showing up. At first, I thought they were showing up because, you know, she called them and he was, like, bugging bugging her. I'm like, oh, that doesn't fit. Because I think in, in Breaking Bad, there's, there's actually, they're, they're not seeing eye to eye on something. But she's still allowing him to um, to see the daughter, um, the granddaughter. Anyway, I digress. Um, so we get this, this build up and we've got, you know, him redressing this wound. Um it's just this lovely slow build and then this backstory kicks in and we get this the scene with him pretending to be drunk and i was i was taken in i was thought oh he's drunk now they're going to do something to him that's probably how he gets shot in the shoulder and then gets away and but not realizing that you know like i said i forgot about the scene where he breaks into the car because he gets into the pub and, you know, he's he's drinking. And we all know, and in the back of your mind, you're like, you know, Mike has a problem with alcohol. Uh, and so you forget about that little scene until he pulls the gun out from under the seat. And then just the sight of Mike standing there, confident, you know, arm stretched out with the gun in his hand. And, and just him blowing the two guys away, you think that's enough. Oh, a quick yeah. question for you, Ian. What kind of gun did he use? I'm guessing it would be a 38 special. Yes. <laughs> Very clever. See, I wish I had that written down in a notebook somewhere. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Yeah. Um, but you think, you know, well, that's enough. We've seen, we've seen the story now. We know how we get to this point. Um, but we don't. We get more. We get this wonderful scene with Mike and Stacy and him explaining how he ruined his, his son, how he got his son killed, uh, how he debased himself, you know, and, and <clears throat> ruined the image of, you know, of, of being a father of being, you know, on this pedestal. He basically, you know, just ruined that image in his child's eyes. And it's just a fantastic scene. Like 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 I said, Emmy 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 Award winning scene. So um Mark our words, Mark our words. But yeah, brilliant episode. Uh well worth the wait. Um there's some wonderful Mike stuff still to come. But this is it, it's so funny though, you know, in a show called uh, Better Call Saul that's <laughs> supposed to be about, you know, making of Saul Goodman, we get this lovely interlude uh, which revolves around Mike and it's fantastic. Um, 
Give Mike his own show. Not that one. That one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so I think we'll go to Mike next and we'll finish up with what Dave thought. I, pretty, pretty much you said it there, Ian. This is Mike Aramid Trout's episode. Uh, this all builds off of a single moment in Breaking Bad, looking ahead in the timeline, where we find, found out that Mike was a police officer at one point in Philadelphia. That was just a small bit of information in Breaking Bad. Could be com- completely ignored. But here we are in the... And in the backstory here, the prequel in a way, uh, Better Call Saul, which is, for all intents and purposes, it's it's Jimmy McGill's story. But we we've we've seen that no, Mike is a character here. Mike is a character that that Jimmy knows, and here we find out the reason why, and it's so we can get this this beautifully written, beautifully acted backstory for Mike Amintrout. We find found out what happened when he was a cop, why he stopped being a cop, what happened when he was a cop. We, we, we find that out, and it's just... it's the, the, There's just so many moments here like that, that are just so well done, either written or acted or filmed. Like I mentioned, the, the, the parallel, the mirror image that they had of Mike walking past the those signs with the neon lights the neon signs in the windows and him walking back it's just reversed shots there just perfectly balanced there and then we had the build-up there with the as you said there the the where he broke into the car and we, we never saw what he why, why he did that at that moment until later in the episode we found out oh that's why he, he, he hit an extra gun in the car an extra 38 special and uh turned <laughs> there were two songs that were played that we heard in the bar there one was a 38 special song the other uh so it doesn't really play into anything but it was a credence credence clearwater revival song didn't really tie into the plot at all that's why i didn't mention it but a ccr song it came from out of the sky i think was the name of the song can't really tie that into the plot but uh yeah it's we get set up we get these just with this episode we get seeds not just for the cop story which was hinted at in breaking bad but the the whole story of mike and his granddaughter and which plays out in the final season of breaking bad especially the last half of season five with when we see mike why why he's still why he hangs with with a with walt and jesse for so long why he why he wants the money it's and it's the whole that line there about about how do you how do you earn all of that money you know if you're if you're if, if you're a straight-laced cop you you have these criminals who earn more than you'll ever see in your life and just that the, that line that the way it plays into breaking bad is just with what walt does becoming heisenberg ties in so well more than just this episode it's just a great line just overall yeah this episode had so many great moments and this is mike's episode and it's one of my favorite episodes of better call saul so far just brilliant brilliant episode all right i think you liked it yeah (laughs) (laughs) and dave let me, just right. make a note, let me just make a note of that. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Um, I, yeah I, I, I did love it. It really was a good episode. And 
what was amazing that we've had this very slow burn in a way for Better Call Saul. Uh, uh, we've commented on this before that um, really, um, whether whether all the listeners, our viewers, have actually seen the other Breaking Bad series, uh, it uh, the fact is it's given this production a lot of inner strength. In other words, they can be daring, and they certainly have been daring in 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 asking the viewer to go on their ride with them. And if they've sort of taken a left turn, then you think, well, they know what they're doing. We know these people can do good stuff. And we followed and it's paid dividends and paid dividends. No more so up to now than in this episode where uh, we suddenly exit stage left and we're we're following, as you say, uh, Saul becomes the... Um, the secondary character, I have to call him Saul, but you know what I mean, he, he becomes the secondary character and, and we're having this backstory that's uh, that's played out over uh, an intercut. It's it's done out of uh, out of timeline sequence. Um, it's um, some very nice fades. Uh, but in a way, the directors have had a no-nonsense approach and let the actors do what they do best, let you be pulled into these conversations, these very meaningful ones. We have um, uh, a great sense that all the way through, even, even before this episode, we've had this great sense that, um, that that my, even those people that didn't watch Breaking Bad, that this man at the car park, you know, you know, he, 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 he was a better man than, than somebody who was doing that. He was basically hiding doing that job. He was That was his sort of low-profile job. He was under the radar. Um, and, of course, uh, he, he gets picked up on the radar. As he finds out, and he goes to confront his daughter. It was her that had alerted the police. And that's why the whole uh, series of things have got into motion that mean that he and his daughter have to sort of uh, confront some very painful truths that he had, it had been him that his uh, uh, husband had been talking to. Uh, but we as um, the viewer know that uh, when she's saying, well, you know, you were the worst of all, you were drinking and this, that and the other. Well, we now know that um, um, that drinking started before these cops got killed, we assume. Uh, because this, she says that these two cops get killed six months after husband. So he's been brooding on it. He's probably on suspension. He's given up the job. He's um, uh, the one thing in his life that he didn't want to become soiled, his son. Um, uh, and everybody thought that uh, he was. And like you said to these policemen, he, you know, they killed him just for fear that he might expose them because they knew that he was an upstanding lawman. And um, and so Mike obviously hatches this this complex plan. He lures them in. He reels them in. He uh, he, he stages this um, the scene in the bar where he he makes it look as though he's made a major major error in confirming to them what he knows because until that point they thought you know they got away with it. Six months had gone by. Nothing had hit the fan, and um, you know as far as they knew he was out of the system and they were home and dry and um the the scene with the car uh, i i thought it had import but not 
in the way that it turned out. I was thinking, was, uh, at first I thought, is he going to plan a bomb? But they usually do that under the wheel arch or somewhere like that, or a tracker. It's not that. So I was thinking they put some sort of uh, microphone to get them... Because he said that to them in the bar afterwards again. I'm thinking, all oh, right, they're going to go back to the car and they're going to plot what to do. And he's going to be put a, an earpiece in his ear and, you know, record what they're saying or something in that nature. Um, because he was quite good at surveillance, I think, in Breaking Bad. But, uh, no, absolutely excellent. I really did enjoy it, guys. Um, you didn't spoil it for me in terms of, you know, expecting me to have a good reaction to this but i did really enjoy it and um uh, i don't know uh, maybe we go back on track next week but even if so we have had a really very solid uh, insight into the real this man who let's face it when we first met him in breaking Bad, was basically a, a cold-blooded you know, hatchet man for you know he was a strong arm man you know you break break his arm all he wanted to do was it's the left arm or the right arm i should have break both of them that was what we thought you know that he was um basically a strong arm man but here we see that he's a man who has one side of his life that is inviolate and that was the the you know the uncorruptibility of his son and his way of dealing with it cold blood as it was i mean we we can't justify what he did to those cops but you have to think there'd be many that would do the same if they had the you know the the knowledge and the guile and the cunning that he did so yeah excellent episode guys thank you glad you enjoyed it we saved it just for you thank you very much yeah, well, that um, brings our commentary to a close. Um, we're sure, you know, uh, we'll be back, of course, for another stunning episode um, where we'll have lots of fascinating facts um, presented to you, especially by Mike. You know? Well, I'm not sure I might be a bit bored because I, I think I had to play bingo during the course of that one. <laughs> oh, dear, 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 dear. All right. Well, until then, it's. Goodbye from Mr. Randall Thor. It's goodbye from Dave A.C. It's goodbye from Ian, the Sixth Doctor. Goodbye, everybody. One of you didn't take my notebook, did you? Who? Us? Notebook? What notebook? You're the only ones here besides me. Who do you think you are? Randy Towers? No, is that Mike McClanahan? <laughs> well, joke's on you. That's actually my trivia notebook. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.